Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. My spring curation is here, and I'm so excited. Throughout this season, I'm going to be telling you more about everything inside of it, item by item. This week, we're focusing on the Hue and Grace Restoring Face Serum. A few years back, we included the brand's Night Serum, and I've been such a major fan ever since. This daytime formula will brighten and smooth your skin with antioxidant-rich oils that fight both free radicals and hormone disruptors. Alone, the serum retails at $95, but you can get this entire five-product curation for just $100 when you start your membership with my code ZOE25. 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 These boxes are in limited supply, so head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com to claim this offer right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. The show is all about celebrating extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have one of Hollywood's most beloved estheticians and skincare experts, Shawnee Darden. She's literally responsible for some of the most beautiful faces in the business and in the world, including Jessica Alba, who actually helped really mentor and push her into her career, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, and Kelly Rowland, just to name a few. And I can tell you firsthand, they have magnificent skin. On this episode, Shawnee is sharing all about her very unique journey to building a skincare empire and her background as a model and music video dancer. Her hustle is truly something to be admired. I feel like I get Shawnee so well because we're both introverts that you don't really think are introverts. We get mistaken for being maybe aloof or a little bitchy or shy sometimes. But I think it's just sometimes not having the confidence in yourself that other people have in you. So I really, really love Shawnee and I really admire her work and her hustle. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy we're doing this. I'm so excited. I started doing Climbing in Heels because I have the most incredible women in my life like you Mm -hmm. and all of our friends and all of these amazing women that do such incredible things. And, you know, the thing I get asked the most in my life is sort of like, how did you get there? How did you go from being a stylist to a brand to a this and a mom and and ultimately like, I don't want to talk about myself. And so what (laughs) I what I realize is like with all of these women that I know and some that I don't know, some I've known my whole life, some for not that long, but everyone has a different story and like a really fascinating story. And everyone's stories are so different. Yeah. And so I think that the purpose for me is to really share the stories of of women um, and how they got to be at the top of their fields and their games. And this sort of very twisted ways in which they get there. Yep. And and I think it really helps to motivate other, other people pe- of any age, right? Yeah. To just do what you love and and try and get where you want to be, right? Yeah. So, you know, we met a long time ago, probably uh-huh. 10 years ago, maybe more. Yeah, uh-huh. a very right? long time ago. I think and- the first time I actually met you is at like a birthday or something of Jessica's. Was it? A, I wasn't sure if it was yeah, Jessica's I, or at Jenny Kane's house once. Is that no, possible? No, no, it was Jessica's. I remember weird. it was one of um, it was like the first I had just met her. Right. And so I, I met you there um, and it was at her old house. Got it. OK, because I assumed we met through Jess, but I feel like there were so many different iterations and places and parties and things. But I just remember thinking like, who is this woman? Because, <laughs> well, because you have this very like strong presence, right? Because you're very beautiful. You're tall. You're this or that. And it's, it's, it's like immediately you're like, hmm, who is she? Because I haven't met her before. <laughs> I like that. But, but you have a very strong presence. But then you come off, I think, shy at first, right? Like I or, think to or, me. I think it or bitchy, uh, but it's usually just that I'm, a, I'm such an introvert. 
Yes. That, that, but I have that for sure. Right. So <laughs> I think I just was, but listen, Jess can be like that too, right? Yeah. Like you can be a little scared, a little like, yeah. and for me, I'm very like, right? Like I'm very like, yeah. I don't want to say bubbly, but I guess I'm a little like, and when yeah. people are either shy or like intimidating or whatever, I just work harder right. to, <laughs> to try and like, yeah. you know, engage. But I think with you, it was sort of like, I was a little afraid at first. Cause I was like, she hates me. She doesn't <laughs> want to talk to me. And then I was like, wait, she's so light and she's actually so friendly and, and, and sweet. And then all of a sudden, what to me felt like overnight, because I do remember when I first met you that like whoever we're with, I mean, Jessica was definitely one of them. And then there was a few other girls that were like, oh, have you had one of Shawnee's facials? And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm sorry, what? And I, I was just kind of learning. And I think um, then what felt like overnight to me, which obviously was probably not overnight to you, that all of a sudden it was like all I was hearing about. It was you and your treatments and you can't get in and you have to. And she's opening a salon and, oh, my God, her magic. Oh, my God, if you go to her house, like, it's transformative. Her, you know, so I, I feel like, but what I do want to talk about and what I think the most important thing to talk about is, like, where did it start and where is it from? Because I think what's so interesting about you is it wasn't like, oh, I was playing in makeup and skincare right. my whole life and wanted to get into beauty. Like that's not your path. So I think what's so fascinating about you is sort of where you came from, what you went to, and then where you are now. So like who, like, first of all, you grew up in New York. I grew up in upstate New York. I was born okay. in Manhattan. And then I moved and when my parents um, got a divorce, I moved to Plattsburgh, New York. Okay. Which is like an hour away from Montreal, Canada. It's like in the middle of nowhere. So, so it's super, like barely New York. It's exactly. <laughs> it's the it's probably eight hours away driving to the city. Wow. So a small, small town. Like wow. small. Like okay. It was not fun at all. Um, but that's where I grew up. That's so funny because I would never in a million years say you're like a small town girl. Like I, I would was, not. I was not supposed to be there. So when I had the chance to leave, I was out. Like I didn't turn back. It was definitely not where I was supposed to be. And you grew up with a single mom. I did. But my mom married pretty quickly after um, to my stepfather, who is still my he's they're still together. And, They've and been you're together. Very close. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 95. Got it. Yes. Okay. 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 So got she, it. I, I grew up with him and then I have a stepbrother and two stepsisters got much it. older because he's okay. So, and then, so you grew up there and then what happened? Like, when did you get out? When was the, the great so, escape? So, so I started <laughs> modeling when I was younger and I would model in Montreal, Canada. Okay. And a scout found me and said, come to LA. You're going to be so huge. You're going to be this huge model come. And I literally feel like within a couple of months, I just left. I moved here and quickly realized that I was never going to be a model. And I got, <laughs> I got put in all these music videos. I always book music videos. I didn't know how to dance. I was always wearing like some like corset rolling around on the ground. And it was a whole what, thing. What year was this around? Like give or oh, take? Oh God, I don't know. I'm 48. I was probably like 20. So early 2000s. Yeah. Early yeah. 2000s. So that, so, because that's when I was styling music videos, which is why this is all very familiar to me. Right. Okay. So I, I just knew like it was not for me. Like I had right. no idea how I got into it or anything. So after that, I was like, I'm not doing this. After and, you were like the girl in the video thinking you might become a supermodel because yeah, people told you you would. Yes, yes. You were like, okay, now I'm in me. I'm like music video girl in next to nothing. And this is yes, not for me. Okay. hundred percent. So <laughs> then I don't know really what I did right after it. I think I took a minute and then I don't know. I was always obsessed with skincare. I, I think originally I started working as a receptionist okay. at different spas. Okay. Because I knew that then I could get in as an esthetician sure. or that was my thought. You could learn. You could yeah. learn it. Sure. So I, I bounced around and I ended up going to school to be an esthetician while I was a, a receptionist at one of the, at a really big spa at the time. Which one? Canara Spa. Oh, yeah. I loved Canara. Yeah. Yes. The so best. that's that I worked there funny. thinking the owner was going to give me a job after I got out of school. And then I got out of school and she said, no, you're not ready yet. 
So then I went to a dermatologist. I worked there for years and years. And then I just started working at every, like every spa that I could. I worked at the Sofitel. Um, I worked for a plastic surgeon. And so I just kept bouncing around to places. And you were single at this time or were you? I was single when I was, were after I got my license. I think that's when I met my husband. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I, I just my- want to, I just want to point out like the hustle. Like, oh my God. I want to point that out because I think it's so important because I think, you know, again, I think the real premise of climbing in heels is that like, it, it's like everybody knows you now, who you are, right. how, you know, you're here, you're the best, like blah, blah, blah. But it's like, guess what, everybody? Oh, no, <laughs> it was a huge struggle. I worked, um, I worked seven days a week, Monday through yeah. Sunday, working yeah. at different places. Cause Never being, said you know, no. Right. The thing is, too, people don't realize, like being an esthetician, it's not like, you're going to be rich. Sure. Being a, you know what I mean? It's sure. not easy. So and as also much you as you get, work is as much right. as you make. <laughs> so I had to work at all those pl- places just to make any money because I w- didn't have any clients. Sure. So it was really a struggle then. And then shortly after I, you know, I then I had my daughter, my first yep. child, Phoenix. Yeah. And then still struggling and still working at all the places. And I just kept going, I guess. Did you have, were you, because you are rather like, you know, I know you won't believe this when I say this and I've said it to you before. I think I said it at your dinner, but I'm freakishly, I am an introvert. So I do understand what you mean, but I am in my career, I'm an extrovert. So I think I am very, can be very insular and a little bit like, you know, so I do relate to it. I do. And I think something I want to talk about is sort of like, so as you're, hustling and doing this climb and you're on, you know, your second career. And I think it's sort of like, were you scared? Were there these moments where you were like, am I ever going to become like, am I ever going to, is this going to be like real for me? Like, am I ever going to stop having to run from salon to salon and like, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) I I definitely was scared. And if I didn't have the support of my husband, I can't even imagine that I would have gone on. Because like, how am I going to pay Scary. for anything? Sure. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's hard. I, I my mind, I, I never like think of the future in that way. So I didn't yeah. really know what was going to happen. Like sure. I didn't have the plan. Just like when I came out with my product line, I never had a plan that I was going to put out a product line. Yep. Even now people are like, well, how many SKUs do you want to have? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I have know. no, it just happens. It happened for me. So, but definitely very stressful. Like. If Very. I hadn't have had my husband, I wouldn't have been, been able to continue on building my fi- financially and emotionally. Yeah. And we right? both didn't we both weren't making a lot of money then either. So it was just a struggle. So definitely it is. And I think that's like a thing that, you know, it's funny because people have asked me, you know, throughout my career, sort of like, how did like, how did you eat? You never came up for air. You got sick. Like what happened? And like, did I? And what I always say, I give Roger so much credit because what I was doing was so insane, so yeah. mentally draining, so physically draining. It's almost like I had nothing left. Yeah. And I don't know at times if if he wasn't with me just as that like support, as that like yeah. chair to, sure. like, to come yeah. home to, yeah. you know, I don't know that I would have made it, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. um. And I think that's undervalued. And I think because we're in such a female, you know, place, you know, where we are, we're just so pro-female. I also happen to be pro-male. And I think it's because I come from a family of great males and I, and I married one. So, and I'm raising two now. So, (laughs) so I'm, I have so much male around me, which is really funny, but I think it would be interesting to learn I think what was that moment? And by the way, like you, one of the biggest pieces of, of advice I always give is don't look for your next thing. Keep yeah. doing, stay focused on what you're doing because it'll yeah. all happen organically yeah. at the right time. And I think when you go, I'm doing this in 2010, I'm doing this in 2000. If I don't do this yeah. by 2014, then I failed. I will you never. can't over plan. Yeah. You can't, you can't architect your path that way, in my opinion. Um, I think it's timing. I, I think also, I, I think I used to hear this all the time that 
I don't know if my mom would tell me, but like when you, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, it just, it works. Correct. And I, I knew that it was the first time that I knew that when I became an esthetician, I knew Mm -hmm. like, this is just what I was supposed to do. And once you get there, it just all kind of flows. I will say that sucks to hear when you're not in the place. You know what I mean? When you're giving someone that advice, because you're like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? You know what I mean? Yes. But I think it's important to younger people right now, or even not younger people that are just like, I'm scared to change my career. It's sort of like, it is true though. Like, and I always say, like, if you find your passion, figure out how to yes. make a career out of that because it won't feel like work, right? Exactly. And the success will come because you'll want to do it because you love yep. it. I personally cannot imagine waking up every single day to do something I hated. Yes. I'd fail. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> but I think that that's what I did for my, my whole life right. until I became an esthetician. It's just like, it's completely natural to me. It's, so, it's, so I have a question for you then. At what moment, and you're probably going to say, well, I don't think I am, but like, (laughs) at what moment did you say, okay, I'm actually like good at this. Like I'm actually, and I know this because everybody's telling me or like all of a sudden, because I'm telling you for me, you know, I had lived here, I don't know, 10 years and you know, you knew a handful of estheticians, right? And then all of a sudden it was, oh, it was at Rosie's. Sorry, that's where it was. I was going to okay, say so, that after because when you said right, Jenny because Kane's it was the house, I was like, yes. I've never been <laughs> yeah. to Jenny Kane's, but that I Correct. have that house. Exactly yeah. right. That just clicked as I was talking yeah. to you. So, I mean, all of a sudden, all of these women in my life were like, because I just am not one that does enough self-care and I don't take care of my skin <laughs> the way I should. Right. But everyone's like, you have to go to Shawnee. So. At what point did the magic start to get recognized and you were singled out by literally some of the biggest celebrities in the world with notably the most beautiful skin in the world who can go to anybody, use anybody, have every product at their disposal, and they're living and dying by your name, your, your spa, your product? When I work, I went on my own. And I know you're so uncomfortable with me saying that. (laughs) When I, I, so the last place I worked was called the Body Well. It was like a medical center kind of place. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was there, I was, I got pregnant with Lennon, my second. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was living in a rental house and I had a back office in it. Mm -hmm. And Jessica was like, Nobody wants to go there, not because it was bad. Just yeah, like, yeah, nobody, no, no, no. It's it was just like, yeah. set up your back office. Sure. And I was like, what? Like, no one's going to want to come to my house. And she was like, set it up. I promise you. And that moment is when everything changed. At that moment, a makeup artist, hairstylist, everyone just started sending me people. Wow. And I think the moment was, is that a lot of these people had acne and I was able to fix their skin. And that Love was it. That's when it changed. That was my busiest time ever um, was when I set up that office in the back. Like I, I just was that like 2010, 2011, 12, something around. Yeah, that. I'm just getting like a I, timeline. I, I'm so bad at a timeline. So well, how been, old's your youngest? How old's your youngest daughter? Oh, there you go. There you go. That's how she's, I always ta- remember time by my she's kids. She's 10. She's 10. Okay. So 10 years So ago. I was there like, yeah. And so that's when it kind of went crazy. And I was always booked and it was it was also really difficult because the back office didn't have a bathroom. So you had to come through my house and I'm such like so anal and super clean. So like I'd have my kids hidden in my bedroom when I had people come through. It was like crazy. Oh, my God. But that's when I knew like, oh, my God, this really is something. And and I also had like huge people come to my house. You know what I mean? And they kept coming. And I think. Part of the reason why they kept coming is because, you know, it there worked. was no, yeah. And there was no paparazzi. Like it was like their right. place. Sure. And well, so. I want to talk about that though, because that's the thing about skin. Skin is something like, yes, very, you can hide it. Like, yes, you can hide it with makeup. Right. Yes. But ultimately your skin on your face is the first thing people see when right. they say hello. Yeah. And I would say that male or female, everyone I know, it is the thing that from, listen, from age, what, 12, 13, right? Because 
when you have pimples all over your face, yep. you, you look down at the ground, yep. you're constantly yep. covering. So it really impacts the way you present yourself yep. to the world every day, right? A hundred percent. And I would say that I think having worked with celebrities my entire career, I would say that the thing they are the most loyal about it's is skin. to their makeup artists and their skin. Yeah, the, their estheticians. Sure. Because, yeah. and I will say this: celebrities, just like models, supermodels, even are real people with real skin problems. Yep, for sure. And, <laughs> and I think that that's a great point to what was really pivotal for you in your career because, I mean, if I have acne all over my face and you help me get rid of it, yeah. you are my sole <laughs> sister. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't breathe sure. without you now. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was a, that was just all amazing having that happen. But that's definitely what changed everything for me. And then that's when I came out with my first product and it just sort of went from there. We had one of your first products yes. in my curation and yes. our uh, curator. And yes. oh my God, people were obsessed with it. Yeah, that and was my I, first baby. It was resurfacing. Was it the yeah, resurfacing? Uh, retinol reform, yeah. Retinol yep. reform, reform. Yep. I knew it was yep. ours. Yep. I was like resurface, reform. <laughs> But but I think, listen, I use so many of your products. Right now I have the eye cream on and oh, uh, so good. Uh, serum. Uh, Did you get something. the peel? Did you get the yes. peel? Yes, yes. You're going to love it on the, the weekend. Okay, okay. you're going to love it. That's a weekend you're, project. You're going to love <laughs> the peel. You're going to love it. Oh, I was actually on the phone with someone while they were doing it and they were saying, I'm just getting through the little tingly part because I know it's doing great things. <laughs> it's really good. I'm so proud of that product. I can't even tell you. I made that. I had wanted to make it for a while, but what pushed me to get it done was the pandemic because obviously I couldn't give facials. Right. And then everyone was asking me to make it. And I was also like making them kits to use at home. To they at home. So I was like, I have to make this. So See, it took a while. That's, that's so interesting because, you know, Roger and I were saying that the pandemic forced entrepreneurs to get so creative outside yep. of what they were doing. But also if you weren't an entrepreneur, you like became one yep. because you were starting to figure out how you could still do your business yeah. and the new needs of the world and how yep. to like, how to sort of acclimate to that and change, you know, mix yeah. it up a little bit, yeah. scramble the egg as he likes to say. But I think for you, it's funny because part of me is sort of like, Oh my God, why do you make your magic peel? You should only give that in your office so that people come. Well, but I think the, they still want it from you. But here's the thing. It's not the same. But people it's almost. Think that, it is, but <laughs> the strength that I use in the office, of course. technically I couldn't sell right. that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's as close as I could get it for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a good one. I'm very proud. Uh, when I was making it, a lot of people on my team were like, oh, this isn't going to be like your biggest skew. And I was like, yes, it is. Like people are going to die. It's so easy. Two steps. Like I can And it even that. has the brush. Yeah. Because otherwise <laughs> anything too complicated, I'm not doing it. I'm a very no. lazy skincare routine person. Which is okay. so funny because oh, that's I, like me as a stylist. I'm no, like I never I'm, have my clothes. <laughs> no, no. I cannot be bothered with all the steps people do. Forget it. I'm not doing no. that. So yeah. I agree with that. So, okay. Couple of things. One is what's been your sort of like scariest thing? Like what keeps you up at night? What wakes you up in the morning? What is sort of like your greatest fear in your career or in life? Oh, I have lots of fears in life. But taking those... your children out of it. Taking <laughs> yeah, your children yeah, yeah, out because no. obviously as a parent, that's obviously all of that is our is the, our fear. I would say my biggest thing that scares me is not coming up with anything new and innovative is my right. number one challenge that I freak I spin yeah. a spiral all the time. Yeah. Um, and then also I think my other one is there's so many brands out there and so many yeah. brands that aren't that great that will they'll do great and take yeah. off for whatever reason. Sure. And I always worry like I know everything that I make. Mm -hmm. I put so much into it mm -hmm. that I fear sometimes like suppose yeah. it doesn't I don't sure. it doesn't happen for me you know what I it's mean it's a fear of failure yeah a hundred percent I have that a lot I know, and I then, know of that <laughs> and I just try to like get it out of my head and, and keep, you know I don't want to manifest that but I have that a lot 
And I think even more so because obviously all these brands came out during the pandemic and it's not Mm -hmm. ending and there's more and Mm -hmm. more and people are just making the same stuff. And so it's like, how do I make this different? What's different? Well, I have some thoughts on that because obviously like I always have the same, I mean, the same fear, but I will say this, there is a little bit of good in that. And I'll tell you why I talk about this a lot. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a very similar type of person and I always have some element of fear and I always have a huge fear of failure. I've, I've had that my entire adult life, probably my kid life too. But, you know, I think, I actually think it's part of what drives me Yeah, because I actually think, I just sort of think that if you're not a little bit scared, scared. you you're get complacent and you lose your fire and that's when things start to sort of get a little yeah. stagnant, you yeah. know, whereas if you're like, hey, mine's the best. I'm going to keep making it the yeah. best and I'm going to work my fucking ass off to make yeah. sure it's the best, better and different than all the other shit that's out there. Not yeah. shit, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but I, I think I think that that can be used to some extent as as a, as something that really pushes you yeah. to always do better. So I actually think that that's OK. I think in terms of the sort of oversaturated competition, because that really does exist, especially yeah. in beauty. And I can't say that because I've been asked to do cosmetic yeah. lines and skincare yeah. lines. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, just what they need. Just what they need from me. Right. Um, and why? So, so, but I think that ultimately, if you really look 90% of the time, the best products win. You yeah, know, not always. Sure. There is the 10% that are yeah, just marketed, yeah, yeah. The best, yes. marketed the best. Marketed the best. Yeah, because marketing <laughs> really can do it for, yeah, it for a brand. Definitely. Yeah, I, you can see uh, for sure. People are not going to keep repeating buying something that's not great for sure but it is hard it's still hard to be in that and 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 watch it and by the way instagram doesn't help it's scrolling through you know what i mean because everyone's everyone's winning and all the things so it's hard but yeah but it does it definitely does motivate me it's good but that's like probably the thing that freaks me out the most yeah and i understand that and i think i i will say this I think that's a very common thread in entrepreneurs in general. I, yep. I really think it is because we don't have a boss. Yep. <laughs> we don't it's have just, someone. It's just us. We don't have someone making the final calls, yeah, right? For it's sure. us. It stops at us. So I think that is something where it's a blessing and a curse, right? Yes. And it and it does keep you going. But it also is terrifying. And yes. I, think a, I think a healthy fear of failure is okay. I think keeping your eyes forward and yeah. constantly trying to put out the best because you have a very loyal, loyal clientele. I really do. You really do. And I think, and, and it's because it works, right? Because yeah. if it didn't, no one's going to be that nice. Let's be yes. real. <laughs> and, right. yeah. and listen, like a lot of, we have a lot of mutual friends and they're all fucking badasses. And yeah. I'm telling you, they're not going to lie. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's, they're, they're going to be like, Shawnee, this sucks and gave me a rash. <laughs> like they would. Yeah, um, it's true. But but I think and I think I already know the answer to this, but I would say, who is that person that gave you your sort of that life changing, game changing moment and confidence to just do it? I mean, I think it's Jessica, but. Yeah, it could I be would multiple say, people. I would say it was Jessica because not only that, she was so supportive. So yeah. one of the places where I first met her. Um, and this is Jessica Alba for our listeners. Yeah. We say so, Jessica just because. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I first met her, uh, giving her a facial, it was just random that I saw her. And we weren't that we, we barely talked during facials. Oh, yeah. And, sure. Right before she left, she was pregnant with Honor. I was pregnant with Phoenix, but I had never really spoken to her in facials to tell her that I was pregnant and I wasn't really showing. So the day she came in, she was getting ready to help Honor. And I finally told her, listen, um, I just want you to know when you come back, I'm actually pregnant as well. I won't be here for a little bit. Right. Immediately, because she loves to talk about kids, immediately she was like, Oh my God, I blah, blah, blah. 
And so she started inviting me to hang out after I had had Phoenix. So I right. had like a mom. Friend. So you were like mom friends. Yeah. Yes. And then I ended up getting fired from the place that I worked at. And she ended up, she was renting. You remember she rented that house? She was redoing her house and she mm-hmm. rented the, So she had a guest room there. And mind you, I really didn't know her that well. She asked me when I had no place to go. She was like, why don't you just set up at my house, my rental house? You can do facials there. So I gave facials at her house, like not knowing her that well. And that really pushed me. And then after that, she pushed me to open up at my house. So like that was probably my biggest. (laughs) No, no, no. It was pretty crazy because also like not that you would ask for money, but like I'm just there working. Sure. She, I, people would just like strangers would just come in the side door. You know what I mean? It was like wild, but like that definitely was. That's insane, actually. (laughs) When I, I, when I think about it and like (laughs) just like a huge career, not that she doesn't now, she has a freaking empire and a career and and movie career, but like that's really unbelievable. (laughs) That's really unbelievable because I think that, you know, and just so everybody knows, like Jessica Alba, she is one of the, absolute most supportive yes friends girlfriends mom friends mentors but more importantly like really champions her friends success and in this case with shawnee like <laughs> they barely knew each other and she was like we hey really set didn't. up in my like guest house or whatever and, we've really and run your practice that's that's pretty extraordinary i, I actually only didn't know really that. ever hung out with her at that time at her a baby class at her house so it wasn't like we were like hanging then so and then to just set that up she was like you could just come whatever like here's the key and like and by the way like i'm sure so, you know at that time my clients if they would have known where they were probably would have freaked i mean it was weird right but it's sure. the nicest thing but that's one of Jessica's best qualities that she has is that when you need someone mm-hmm. th- that's she's she's very supportive in that way. Like that's when she is. I think her best is that mm-hmm. she always wants to help you if something's going down. That's pretty extraordinary. And yeah. I think <laughs> and I think, listen, I think in this kind of world we're living in, I think that having that person male or female is there's nothing actually more important because in a sense I think that probably kind of kept you going oh a hundred percent because you got fired which is a time when people are like I'm out like I can't I I can't do this you know fired with a small small child you know what I mean by the way I don't even think you can legally do that now by the way was was (laughs) just saying for what it's worth we should go back in time right now um it was pretty bad that's but it really ended gnarly. up being good. It ended right, up by being the way, yeah. by the way. And that's the thing. It's sort of yeah. like, can and you, by the way, you probably were not happy there. I'm just predicting. No, that. no, See? I was not happy. And also if I wouldn't have gotten fired, I wouldn't be here. That's my point. It and was a, a lot of times getting pushed out of something because I wasn't going to leave. Oh. Um, it was the best thing that could have. I should actually thank that person that fired me. I don't well, want to. Well, right. Exactly. But I, but I do think I have, you know, it's funny. I, I have this theory about life in general that sometimes life makes decisions for you that you would have or couldn't have ever done for yourself. You know, and here you are. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had this, well, you held this beautiful dinner co-hosted by our very good girlfriend, um, Laura Brown. Yes. Also a cheerleader and champion. Oh, beyond, beyond. I mean, Laura is a, a unicorn of a human yes. being. She's yes. so special. I've known her my most of my career at this point since she started at Bazaar. And yeah. um, Laura's always just been different than the rest. Yes. Oh, for um, sure. Very. And the best is yet to come for her. But she co-hosted a dinner for you. It was very star-studded and um, and beautiful and also just felt like a really fun like girls dinner, honestly. Yeah. And I got to see so many people that I loved and hadn't seen in a while because again, it goes back to that introvert thing and I'm trying to be an extrovert, <laughs> but I was so happy to see everybody. And I think, you know, one thing I want to talk about that I remember so clearly, I think you cried like 30 <laughs> times at the dinner. <laughs> and I, I want to talk about that because, you know, and we talked about it at dinner, but 
I think that's something to really recognize um, in our lives and in our careers, personal and professional, that when you turn around and people show up for you, it's probably the most meaningful thing yes. that you can ever imagine because it's not easy to show up. No. Everyone's got kids, a million jobs, yep. they're traveling, they're tired, they're this or that. Some people, it's way easier to show up, of course. Yep. But for some people, it's hard. And I think that, you know, I think you're, we're probably similar in that, like, we don't ask a lot of people yeah. to show up. And so when they actually do, you like turn around, like, I can't believe you're here just for me. And I can't believe you got dressed. I can't believe you got your makeup. I can't yep. believe you did this. Da, 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 da. And that gratitude is overwhelming. Yeah. And I saw you speaking and you just kept crying. It was like waterworks <laughs> the whole night. And it made me love you more because I was sort of like, I I get her and I get, I, I know exactly what she's yeah. feeling right now. And it's partly, you can't believe you're here. You can't yeah. believe everyone's there. Yeah. And you're so happy at how good, like it's working. Like your yeah. hard work works and yes. people recognize it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like L.A. is such a crazy place. So to just yeah, think like you got like this, like you wanted to come like I, I just never thought that that would happen. So and yeah. I don't I don't ask for much ever, but mm -hmm. just the fact like that, it's like too much. It's just like. And it was all like such great people, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like and and the more meaningful thing for me is that I don't really because I am so antisocial. I don't really have like parties. So I was so about like wanting it to be people that knew each other or were yes. going to like each other. Totally. And the fact that everyone was in that room, it was like, it was just too much for me. And also to ask awesome. people to come and you're going to have to take 12 pictures. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so it's like, that's a lot. You know it what is. I mean? And I, I could I, never I, thank anyone enough for that. There's nothing else I could, you know what I mean? I woke up the next morning. I woke up and started crying right when I woke up. I called DJ and I was like, I can't even do it. This is like too much. So and I knew really that you did. I knew that you did because I saw you like I literally saw you and I was like, she is a hot mess of emotions right now. And there was a lot of single moms at that table. Yes. And, you know, I think everybody was really feeling it. And I think everybody was happy to be there. And again, I think. Don't kid yourself. The women in your life are incredibly know, grateful. Like <laughs> no, but they're incredibly grateful to you for what you're doing for them. That's the I other know. thing is you're giving them confidence to actually like maybe just put on some moisturizer in the morning, some lip balm and go talk to people rather than yeah. spending like 20 hours trying to like cover their yeah. faces. So I just that's invaluable. I'll need a lot more therapy um, to get to that point. But like, uh, yes, I, I get that that's the feeling I should have. It's still very hard for me. It's very it. hard for me, but. Um, but it works. Yes. But it works, lady. It freaking works. And I love watching it. And, you know, for me as an entrepreneur, as someone who's kind of been here for a while and seen a lot good and bad yeah. and just gnarly. It's so nice to like see you win and to like really the old fashioned on, you know, now unexpected way to get where you want to be yeah. is just actually work your fucking ass off yeah, and it do truly it is. that way and and get recognized for your actual talent. And yeah, and I think that is extraordinary. And I I don't I can't. Well, I do want to ask you one last question. And then I want to ask you um, before we go, I need to ask you. Um, some skin questions because yes. everyone everyone would kill me if I didn't. But OK, so what's like, do you think about like what's next? Like what you're you're done having kids, right? Yes. <laughs> she says that's, that she says yeah. that non-negotiably. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, that's it. I'll get more okay. dogs, but no okay. more babies. OK. And then for your brand, what like are we going to do more salons? Do you want to keep just one? Do you want to just roll out more products? Like what's the plan, if any? No, I've always people have always asked me if I wanted to have more studios and I just mm -hmm. I don't want a Shawnee Darden shit show. I don't mm -hmm. care about any of that. I have a very private space and I like mm -hmm. that. I mm -hmm. like walking through it and it feels like I'm the only person there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want that. It's just more about products for me mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know, it takes me forever. So like, it takes me forever to make anything. So, you know, that's kind of my focus. I I think that I'll work as an esthetician for a really long time, Mm -hmm. as long as I can, because it's kind of what, number one, that's my therapy is when I give a facial a hundred percent. It's probably the calmest you'll ever see me in your life. It's where I'm supposed to be. But also like, I get to hang out with all of these great people that tell me what they want me to make. And they sure. try my, so like, it helps me. So sure. I don't think that, um, I think that that's it. It's just really, you know, now being in Sephora, that's like a really big thing. It's incredible. And so you have to like keep up. So it's about, you know, just kind of put it, when I went into Sephora, they had said to me, you you're not going to be able to get facials anymore six days a week. And so I cut back on the facials. Yeah. Cause there's just no time to build. Sure. Sure. So um, yeah, it's just about, you know, I'm still doing facials. I try to just do facials two days a week. It ends Mm -hmm. up being more. And then the rest is just all about the product line. See, that's incredible. And I think people don't realize that. And especially in the beauty industry, when you're a hairstylist a makeup artist or an esthetician, you know, you don't, I mean, I guess you can own your business in a sense, but when you launch product, that's really your baby again, right? A hundred percent. And it's, (laughs) it's just a, it's a hard one just because there are so many vitamin C's. So why am I making one? What's different about my vitamin C? And to get, to make that happen is, you know, it takes a lot. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I also love that you won't just pop out product because, you know, I mean, Sephora doesn't love it, but um, it takes me a (laughs) takes me a long time. So this year is the first time that I've actually caught up because I finally made some that will now come out kind of like the way that Sephora likes it on time. But just keep like rolling out, rolling out, rolling out. Yeah, it's not completely just rolling out, but you have like certain time like. Yeah, drops. Yeah. So I'm there now, but now it's like, oh, well, what are we going to do next year? You know what I mean? What's going to happen? So I'm just going to keep doing it. Crazy, But it keeps you going. It like pushes you. So that's good. It does. It does. And it and it's it's such a blessing, too, because I don't you know, for those of you that don't know, when you create a beauty product, the dream is to have a big presence at Sephora. Yes. Um, the holy grail of beauty. Yes. You a very really dangerous want... <laughs> place for me to walk into. Yes. It's oh it's God. a hard, it's a challenge. The great thing about Sephora is they've been so, so supportive of me. And that's been so great. Um, which, uh, you know, so it's been like, they help me a lot. They help me a lot with ideas and are always so supportive. So I'm, I'm very incredible. grateful for that. Yeah, I lucked out. Well, I think one of the biggest there's so there's two things. There's two skin. I mean, listen, there's a hundred that I have. Um, I've been blessed in terms of like having my mother's skin. So I've never really had like a huge acne issue. But the one time I did was my early 30s. And so I have a ton of women that I know that are just dying. They're just like, I don't understand. I didn't even have acne in my teens. Yeah. And now I'm like 32, 35, and they can't. Like that's function. It's obviously hormonal, right? Yes. That's but what like, happened what to is, me too. What's the secret? Like it is in fact hormonal and it happens yeah. to all of us or most of us, but like what, what's your like best, best, best advice you can give all of these women? Cause I mean, it's a, it's a really hard one to tackle. I, it's a hard. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think the hardest part is that you, the best thing is to find someone that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's just about changing your products. Right. It's usually you've been using something forever. Your skin's changed, your hormones have changed, and you need to like, you need to switch it up to something else. But also, you need probably need some help doing it. That's the tricky part because right. we all read magazines and see it on Instagram, and we're like, oh my god, she's using it, and then uh, you, you buy need it, professional, and, it, and it's not right for your skin type. So, but that's usually so many people I see that come in like they're so congested or they're breaking out, and I'm like. Let's stop all of that. Just try all of this. Yeah. And by the next time I see them, they're not bre- breaking out anymore. So it's that, it's that it's kind of pretty simple. Yeah. Well, simple for you because you're shit. <laughs> um, and then do you say the same thing to like the 18 to 24 kids that are just dying? And it's like they're like, oh, my God, I need a laser. Oh, my God. I, I need to use like 
that that one on TV that then dried out their whole skin. So yeah. like, what is it the same? It's just hormonal shifts for everybody, right? A hundred percent. And the, that always killed me when I worked at the dermatologist. I worked on such young kids up yeah. to their teens and those yep. That's where my heart just breaks because it's like, number one, if you don't get that under control, you are going to scar your skin. But also it's just like a hard time, like going to school was so much. It's just like hard. So um, I love I love treating people um, younger. I treat a lot of people that are younger. And you and you find that your products are really effective in in like skin this age, like just or do Uh, you need like actual treatments in order to heal it? Do you feel? No, I don't think you need treatments to heal it. Products. For sure, it's products. And and I don't just use my line. So yeah, yeah. I totally. I have a lot of other products. So it's not just my line alone. Right, like you're not just up. trying to sell people stuff. Yeah, so um, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do. But at some point, if you are breaking out really badly, you may need a dermatologist. And yeah, I'm very sure. honest with people and will say, you need to go to the dermatologist and get on a prescription straight topical. Yeah. But I don't, all the lasers and stuff, I'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. um, of all of those things. I'm mm-hmm. pretty, I, I'm more about products, but, yep. you know. Listen, babe, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. And, and okay, and you, if you had to die by, these are the things I could never go to sleep without on my face or anyone's face, what would it be? I think I know the answer, but what would it be? Retinol. Retinol. Okay. I can't live without retinol because it's just the best anti-aging ingredient. Like I've been using retinol since I was in my 20s. I really? mean, I just think it's like the best thing that you could pop. There isn't an ingredient. That's why everyone has a retinol now. Every brand has a retinol because you can't get better than that. So right. um, unless you're using prescription strength and that's even right. better. So, right, right, right. yeah, no, I couldn't live without retinol. Use it every day. Well, I want your skin. So- you have amazing skin Mm, Mm -hmm. it could be 10x better just saying (laughs) but but i love you madly this is so much fun it's been so great such an honor to be on this thank you so much for having me i'm so happy to have you i love your story i think it's going to really motivate so many people to like you know career shift it's never too late yeah you too can be in music videos in corsets <laughs> and switch to the career of your dreams <laughs> not that that's bad just may not be for you yeah um, it was not <laughs> and also sometimes that it takes that one person to just push you to do yes. what you love yes. so all right honey i love you have okay, a wonderful love holiday you. weekend you too thank you so much i I'll hope see to soon. see you soon okay I i'll see you after break bye bye my love It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Okay, first question. What career opportunities or collaborations have you turned down and why? The answer to that, I can't say names like brands that I've said no to, but I can say I've definitely said no to a few, certainly several speaking engagements because it wasn't it wasn't something that felt right to me or financially didn't make enough sense for me to kind of make a trip to do it. It wasn't for a reason I believed in. So I couldn't, I didn't feel I could speak authentically to it. And definitely one that I turned down that I remember was a really big deal because it was a crazy amount of money and something I I could have done organically, but I had made a deal, a deal that was almost closed. And something came out about the brand that I didn't like. And it was still being argued, but like it wasn't 100% proven, but I had a feeling it was true about the brand. And I ended up backing out and not doing it, which ultimately ended up being the right decision because had I gone and been the face or endorser of this product at the time, it would have been a very detrimental thing for my brand and for my image. So I was very glad that I followed my gut. I did walk away from a lot of money and a great partnership opportunity, but it really was like doing the right thing and saying, okay, doing the right thing is more important than making all this money. Um, and so, you know, listen, those are, those are hard decisions to make when you're an entrepreneur, um, but I had to make it. It was just the right decision. Okay, second question. 
I want to invest in a designer bag. What would you buy if you could only get one? Well, I say to that two things. One is it really depends on your budget. I think if if your budget is fairly large or large, I should say large because I don't even think it can be small at this point. But I would always say to get a Chanel bag um, or an Hermes bag, you will never regret it. You will have it the rest of your life. Every Chanel bag I have ever purchased sits beautifully in my closet and, you know, looks virtually unused, even though they've been used a ton and you never get sick of them. So I always say, pick what you love the most, but lean on the more classic version. So if you're getting one, do it in a color that you really can use and really can wear. So whether that's camel, you know, like a beautiful brown, caramel, chocolate brown, black, something like that. Or if you wear denim the most, then maybe like a navy or something like that. But I think the idea is to get something not so trendy of the moment, because in six months, you will not want to even look at it. But on the flip side of that, I also want to say that there are so many incredible resale sites now that if you want, spend the money, get the it bag you're dying for that's trendy if you're that person. And then in six months, trade it in, take that money and get the new trendy bag. So I think it really depends. Are you classic? Are you trendy? And, you know, always buy what you love and you're actually going to wear. Don't buy something, especially if it's that one decision don't buy the bag you're just going to stare at and it's going to sit in the duster bag because there's no point to that. No point to that at all. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram and I might just answer your question. Thank you so much to Shani for coming on the podcast and opening up about her life, her career, and for sharing some very treasured skincare tips because they weren't really what I thought they were going to be. I thought it was going to be like, strip this, stop using that, like stop stripping all the oil from your face, stop adding too much product. But really, most of it was sort of like change your products because your products are probably ruining your skin. Um, Obviously, most of it, especially for women, is hormonal changes and you don't have control over it. But and sometimes you do need professional help. But I can tell you um, I'm definitely doing whatever she says and um, she's very impressive and I think it's interesting for me to interview such different women with different career paths because I think it just shows that you can get to the top um, in so many ways and you create your own path and your own journey and there is no rule book for life and certainly not for a career. There's no exact path to the top. So I hope that you just keep learning from each episode. So thank you to Shawnee. If you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates and upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I will see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.